welcome back to Area 51 and One Half. I'm this week's co-host, Pyre Lily, a.k.a. the Techno Mage. And my other co-host is... Snyderman501, Nick Snyder. Spooky Uncle John is away this week, so instead you are stuck with your Millennial Falcons. Stuck with? I, 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 think, I think the aliens are in fine navigatorial hands. Is that the word, navigatorial? Is that a word? Uh... Why not? Okay. It can be now. All words are made up. Yeah, okay. true. <laughs> so this week we're doing a slightly shorter episode just because it's the two of us. But um, how can people get a hold of us? Well, they can find us on social media. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, and threads at the Area 51H. Just a quick note about this, aliens. Warner Brothers, Disney... All the studios have stopped posting on X. So we go where the pop culture is. So we're we're done. I, 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 we're done with X. No it's more done. Twix. No more Twix. It's, it's done. Bye, Elon. Anyway, you can also find us on Facebook and YouTube by searching for Area 51 and a half. And don't forget our Patreon. We actually had a really cool exclusive for our patron for our patrons this past month. Our patrons got first look at our interview with Andrew Scott Bell. Of course, that was our interview regarding Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Great interview. Definitely go back and check it out. But that's just one of the, some of the neat things that you get when you become one of our patrons. Early you know, access, bloopers, all that kind of fun stuff. Heck yeah. 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 Good. So, um, before... Do, am, I, am I introducing my own my own pop culture roundup this week? Uh, yeah, why not? Let's see how it goes. It's time for my pop culture roundup. <laughs> In comic book casting news, we have Pedro Pascal, apparently as Mr. Fantastic. Is that confirmed now? Apparently. Well, mm. I mean, that's what a lot of the different news outlets are saying, that he is signed to it. So I'm excited. Oh. It's going to be very interesting. It will be. Um, he's a, he's such a good actor. Well, yeah. Oh, I love him. He's... I, I, I With some of the stuff between Mandalorian and uh, The Last of Us, some of the stuff I've seen him do, even Game of Thrones, he's got this in the bag. Like, totally. He's just not the one that I would have thought of as Mr. Fantastic. But, I mean, I'm still... You know what? I'm supporting it. I don't yeah. have an issue with it. It's just not... Wouldn't be my first thought, but... Now, on the DC side of things, there was a whole bunch of casting news regarding the new Superman movie. Um, but very specifically, one of my personal favorites from the past decade or so, Nicholas Holt, my my name twin, uh, is playing Lex Luthor. And I'm, I'm down for that. I, I've seen Nicholas Holt play a zombie. I've seen him play a... Um, a post-apocalyptic maniac. I've seen him play Beast from X-Men. The dude has range. This'll be this'll be a piece of cake for him. Like the younger beast? Yeah, he played younger beast in a Oh, that's who that is. First okay. class and all that. Yeah. Um mm -hmm. on the horror side of things, Jenna Ortega and Melissa Barrero are out of the Scream series. Well, they're out of Scream 7 at the very least. Now, Melissa Barrero made some uh, controversial comments on social media regarding what's going on over in the Middle East, and that's apparently what lost her the role. 
Now, the initial rumor with Jenna Ortega was that she was dropping out in con- in in consolidarity with her or in solidarity with her. But now it's come out that um, she's pushed out the Scream movie because it, it coincides with her shooting, uh, shooting, in fact, the new uh, season two of Wednesday. So either way, it'll be interesting to see how they pivot. They're, they're talking about bringing Nev Campbell back for it. But I don't know. I was really, you know, me and Scream. I, I But I was enjoying Melissa Barrera's um, storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it and Jenna Ortega is talented as hell, and it it kind of sucks, but it is what it is. I guess. No more, no more Babadook jokes. No more queer Babadook jokes in Scream. Why was there what? <laughs> what? In Scream Five, there was a joke about Babadook, and then. Oh yeah, there was too, wasn't there? There was no more queer Babadook jokes. Jokes. I mean, there still is going to be without Scream. But anyway, um, <laughs> Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, who is the mastermind behind Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, The Mandalorian, is now the head creative director of Star Wars. And that makes me, as a Star Wars fan and as a Dave Filoni fan, exceptionally happy. Congratulations! I am excited to see how much... Ahsoka, he pumps out now. But anyway, <laughs> it's his girl. It's his girl. It's his but anyway. baby. And uh, finally, Five Nights is Five Nights at Freddy's FNAF is now Bloomhouse's highest-grossing film, giving Michael Myers a huge sad. Yeah, well, I'm not surprised because FNAF has been popular online for years. So why is it not the biggest film now? Like, well, I mean, there's more. Like, you can get into the 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 minutia of it, like the fact that Five Nights at Freddy's is PG-13 and Halloween's are, it had uh, a wider audience, mm, all that stuff. Mm, but the fact of the matter is, mm. is it was a good video game adaptation. Mm-hmm. They're going to make more. I kind of want to see more. So I'm happy. Mm. Well, speaking of pop culture and horror movies, you want to play a game? Oh, you're the worst Billy ever. Yeah, well, uh, we're an association game. Okay. You ready? You ready? Got some words. What does this work with? We got wood. Fruit. Bounce. Kirby. Flip. Flipper. Ring. Sudoku. Chair. Uh, CM Punk. C. What was that last one? C. C? Like C. The letter or the word? The word. Water. Smell. You. Mommy. Rhea Ripley. Hey, so that brings us to our main topic of the show. So you were watching something on Saturday uh-huh. and you absolutely lost it. Like your jaw hit the floor. Uh, yeah. And you tried to explain it to me, but you were there. There was a jumble of words that came out of his mouth that I just could not understand. Please explain it a little bit better. For For those who understand the term, I was marking out like a 13 year old girl at an NSYNC concert. Um, CM Punk returned to the WWE. And this is frankly huge. This is a huge, huge deal, apparently, which we're um, going to spend some time to talk about because John's not here. So Nick is going to teach me about wrestling. You poor, poor thing. Mm, well, All right. 
So let's let's start with first and foremost the moment he came out. So it's the end of Survivor Series, and they actually throw up the logo in the bottom right hand corner to indicate that the show is over. And then Cult of Personality by Living Color blares through the arena and is promptly drowned out by the cheers of the fans. Now that is a moment I live for in wrestling when the 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 the, the crowd drowns out the music. They're so loud that you can't hear the music. And that has only happened a few very special times. Once with Austin, once with Rock, once with Cena, and now Punk. Those are the ones I can think of, but that is it, it's a it, it's an electrifying moment when that happens. Cause when you're watching wrestling live, you're part of the crowd and you can feel the crowd. But to feel the crowd through a television screen is a whole other matter. And that's what this was. It was so electric, I could feel it through the TV screen. And again, something I'd only experienced a handful of times before. So I've heard of, obviously heard of Hulk Hogan, The Rock. I've heard of Steve Austin. And what what's the big deal with CM Punk? So let's go a little bit back in time. So CM Punk, first and foremost, CM Punk first came to my attention when I was still in my teens. Is this his name or is it the character name? It's funny you ask that. He actually, his real name is Phil Brooks, but he did have his name legally changed to CM Punk. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, he, he hit my radar back when I was a teenager, when he was doing the, uh, the independent uh, promotions and then went into Ring of Honor. And it he, he, he was always this straight edge character, no drugs, no alcohol. His vice was Pepsi, and he actually has a Pepsi logo tattooed on his arm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm drinking Pepsi yes, right now. Yeah. So, um, that is not a plug, by the way. But anyway, CM Punk winds up in WWE's version of ECW uh, around 2006-2007-ish, and then makes his way up to the main WWE roster, and in the and you know he does he's doing very well like people he's he's a really good bad guy he's a really good good guy good heel good face and the people he resonates with people he resonates very easily with people he's really good on the mic he's fantastic in the ring like he is and he's got it he's got a look like he is what a wrestling promoter would refer to as the whole package um in june of 2011 Punk was sent out to kind of air his grievances. The it was a work, it was an, it was storyline, but basically the management just said, "Hey, we got some time to kill. Take a microphone, go out and talk." And he did that. And a lot of the stuff that he said resonated with the fans at the time because it echoed their frustrations with the product so so closely and that started the summer of punk now the summer of punk was huge with wrestling fans at the time and it it was there was this huge thing where he won the title and then left the wwe and there and everybody's like did 
Is he gone? <laughs> Did he take it with him? Yeah. He actually showed up to a couple of independent shows with the WWE title just oh to just to push the story forward. It was fantastic stuff. Um he, he feuded with a lot of different wrestlers, like a lot of big time wrestlers, Cena, The Rock, Chris Jericho, bunch of others. But most notably, he feuded with Johnny Ace. Well, the man formerly known as Johnny Ace, John Laurinaitis. It was a feud that mirrored the famous McMahon and Austin storyline from the 90s, but it was more appropriate for a more modern audience because instead of this tough-talking Texan feuding with the, the boss, like the boss of his privately run company, Punk was feuding with the incompetent middle management of a corporation. And so many people oh. could relate to that. I could relate to that at the time. So is that when he got really big because he was like literally fighting for the people in a way? Oh yeah, he, he wound up calling himself the voice of the voiceless. It was mm. it was fantastic stuff. And he would just blurt out some of the most fantastic insults at John Laurinaitis. Like one night, one night he just calls him clown shoes. I'm like, that is that's stuck with me ever since. I love it. Like yeah. he's he's really he's really good at improving his stuff. He's really good at off the cuff stuff, and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, as that little period of time ran on, Punk's body started wearing down. He started working injured, and he started working with a staff infection, mm. and. There was some animosity between him and WWE. And after the 2014 Royal Rumble, off he walked. With the title. Oh, no, he didn't have the title. Oh, not yet. Time. Okay, no, sorry. No. I was confused. Sorry, that was that was back in 2011. So we're now in 2014. Oh, okay. So um, he we don't see him in the WWE again. He's in that time period. He marries a uh, uh, woman, WWE women's wrestler, AJ Lee. Coincidentally... He received his walking papers from the WWE the same day as his wedding. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So anyway, uh, in the time he in the time he was off from wrestling, uh, he wrote comic books. Specifically, he wrote for he wrote Drax titles, Thor titles, and Shang Chi. Yeah, Shang Chi titles. So he wrote for Drax, who ends up in a movie getting played by a wrestler. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, Drax. Ha- That's Drax, just a Drax cool has a tie. Coincidence. Yeah. Um, Did those two people get in, get along in the ring, or they? Uh, so CM Punk and Batista, they they had interactions, but I don't really know what their relationship was like. Okay. It's never been notable, so probably okay. Eh, they, they were just eh. okay. Um, he was in some movies, including Rabid, which I really enjoyed, and The Girl on the Third Floor, which was super weird, but I still enjoyed. <laughs> And, well, the less we say about his MMA career, the better. That didn't go too Oh, well. he tried MMA? Yeah. Oh, it, no. Two matches Honey, didn't no. <laughs> Listen, there, there's been crossover. There has been crossover. Oh. But, yeah, it, it didn't work out. But, again, only two matches, so whatever. Okay. He tried it. That's what counts. <sighs> um, then in August of 2021, CM Punk debuted in Tony Khan's fledgling promotion, AEW All Elite Wrestling. All Elite Wrestling. All Does elite that, wrestling. for those of us who have no idea what wrestling companies are, they are, like we have, there's WWE and AEW. So, I mean. Just a brief little. 
the two biggest promotions right now, WWE by a long shot, mm-hmm. and then AEW. Okay. AEW was created by a guy called Tony Khan, whose dad owns the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's okay. Shad Khan. And they sound it, like Marvel villains. I'm sorry. Like <laughs> they kind of do, don't they? Shad Khan, the Jaguar. No. Um <laughs> Like, here's the thing. AEW was created with an intent to be an alternative to the WWE. Okay. It is a vastly different promotion. I'm not going to lie. It's not my favorite thing in the world. Okay. I have tried. I have tried multiple times. I I do not want it to fail. I want it to do well. Is it like the same style of wrestling and stuff? Or is it... they're, They're very... Oh, that is a whole other okay. episode in itself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but basically, they they do things very differently. Okay. And I think that has led to a lot of problems for them. But again, that's a whole other thing. So is it like American football versus Canadian football? Ah, uh, in I the base, go that. the same game. <laughs> they're 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 playing the same game. They're just doing it totally little. different rules. It's it's like it's like Amer- It's like NFL versus XFL. If that means anything to you at all. I don't know what the XFL is. Oh my god. So. Anyway, that's uh, another episode entirely. No, it's not. (laughs) Anyway. The buzz around Punk's return was massive. AEW started doing for the first time television ratings of over a million viewers. Because of CM Punk. Because of Punk. Hmm. Good for them. Punk got them. Punk was there. Not even arguably, Punk was their biggest star. Uh, after his return, he had some really great matches with uh, guys like Darby Allen, Eddie Kingston, and Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Who, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, the dude is the future of the wrestling business. That guy is amazing. Hmm. Great in the ring and a wonderfully despicable heel. Okay. Like just, ooh, so good. Quick translation, heel are the bad guys, babyface are the good guys. Yep, I've learned that so far. <laughs> <laughs> so, after AEW's big yearly pay-per-view All Out, Tony Khan hosted a press scrum where an overly beleaguered, upset, and sporting a new injury, CM Punk, went to air his grievances live on TV. Oh again. no! But this time he did not have the company's <gasps> blessing. This I I I have all my opinion, opinions about that about this whole thing, but I'll keep them to myself. Basically, this that led to a backstage backstage physical altercation between AEW management, who barged into Punk's locker room along with wrestler Kenny Omega, and all involved were subsequently suspended. Now that AEW management, and this is the thing that made me go, "Oh my god," included wrestlers the Young Bucks. They are the Young Bucks are a tag team. They helped create mm-hmm. AEW, oh, and okay. they are the EVPs. They are the okay. executive vice presidents of the company. Going into to fight another wrestler, bad juju, mm-hmm. bad idea. Mm-hmm. Anyway, whatever. After nine months, Punk returned um, to separate Punk from those involved in prior alter- prior altercation. A whole new show was created for Punk specifically, starring that was. The A- Punk Show, starring CM Punk. The <laughs> Punk Show. That's if you ever had if you ever had a talk show, that would be at the Punk Show. But the anyway, punk show. anyway, um, 
that was AEW Collision. That was their third oh, television. I show. I like the Punk Show better. That's a catchier name. I agree, but and, and here's the thing: AEW Collision on a Saturday night was doing better TV rating numbers than their Wednesday night show because their biggest star was on it. Yeah, whatever. And then more crap started. After being asked by management to talk some sense into Jack Perry, that's Luke Perry's kid, everybody, uh, regarding the use of actual glass in a match. <gasps> yeah, there was a whole thing. Oh, it led man. to another altercation. And this this steam kind of continued for a little while till it blew up at AEW's big show at Wembley in London, UK. Um, another big physical... Um, blowout happened between him and Perry and Tony Khan fearing for his life let Punk go in what I think is one of the biggest mistakes in wrestling history and when did all of that go down ish year that was was this year okay that was this year yeah that was back in August oh Um, so yeah he returned to wrestling he he came into AEW in August of 2021 and then Two years later, he's out. It, whatever. Okay. Anyway, still, I think like I understand that Tony Khan has not been around the wrestling business. This stuff happens. He didn't know how to deal with it, and so he let Punk go because this is not the type of thing he's dealt with in his life. So, there it is. But, mistake, because now his biggest star is, is gone. Gone. And now back in the WWE. Oh, and they don't need help. With WWE the doesn't need help. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Compared to AEW, they don't need help with the ratings. Well, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I I started watching AEW a little, little bit more when Punk started on it. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't stomach the rest of it, and I stopped. Mm. I will definitely be watching Raw and Raw Weekly to CCM. Because at least I can stomach that. Like, here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not, uh, what, what's called an e-drone. Like, a okay. stand for the WWE. I'm a CM Punk fan. Oh, okay. And wrestling, the wrestling product has been really wishy-washy over the past mm-hmm. decade and a half. Um, some stuff's really good. Mm-hmm. And some stuff, not so much. But, so, when he showed up on the show on Saturday... You did not, like, nobody expected that. There's no hints that this was going to happen, or? They did a really good job of covering that. Mm -hmm. They did a really good job. There's a guy called Sean Ross Sapp. Um, Sean Ross Sapp is a kind of a wrestling journalist, I guess you could say. He has an inside connection with the WWE. Mm. A complete, like, he will report stuff, and it happens. Okay. Then that is it. Mm -hmm. He reported that there had been no talks between CM Punk and Oh. Which means they did a they made this thing airtight. And here's the other thing. The show was in Chicago, the man's hometown. So they didn't have to worry about flying him in. Yeah, paying for air and paying for yeah. hotels. They literally just like, hey, walk over or drive yeah. over or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. Oh, geez. And that's what happened. That was that that worked out incredibly well. And again, the way they did it by making it look like the show was over before he came out, mm-hmm. that was fantastic. That was beautiful. That would that's absolutely electric. Yeah. So the thing is, is what does that mean for 
Well, I guess, what does it mean for WWE and AEW? AEW, since Punk left, has done one rating over a million viewers. Mm. And that's bad. This is a network television show and is is regularly doing 800,000 viewers on national television. Did they get rid of the CM Punk show after he no, was... No, no, no. They just have other people on Oh, okay. So, basically, what does it mean for AEW? What does it mean for WWE? Well, AEW... AEW has... They have Edge now, but only as Adam Copeland. Because they can't use the name Edge. Okay. They have Christian Cage. They have MJF. And... They have... A bunch of people whose names mean something somewhere, but not to everybody in in the world. Yeah, because like we've had this discussion before that there's certain names in the wrestling world that are 100% pop culture people, mm-hmm. like um, the Macho Man and Hulk Hogan yep. and Undertaker. Like I remember hearing about those in third, fourth grade when all like. I was like, hey, I'm not interested in wrestling. But I knew who they were. They were wrestlers. But AEW, like, I've never heard of any of those names. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Like, um, Adam Cole. Adam, uh, Adam Page. All the other Adams are there. Adam Copeland. Well, you know, okay, I just told you who Adam Copeland is. A lot of Adams in that. Yeah, I was going to say, that sounds like the Adam group, but okay. It's the Adams family. (laughs) I'm hilarious. Okay. Anyway, so <laughs> I I think it makes because AEW weren't essentially weren't willing to do business with CM Punk, it makes them look kind of bad because CM Punk has come back to a company that treated him awfully, mm-hmm. that had him working injured, that had him working with a staff infection, mm-hmm. that fired him on his wedding day. Yep. And he still came back to them. And he still came back to them. Yep. Meanwhile, Tony Khan couldn't couldn't separate CM Punk from a bunch of children who didn't want to play ball. I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. So it makes them look bad. What does it mean for WWE? Merchandising. Yep. It means ratings. Doing it, what WWE does best. Yeah, exactly. And it means good matches. I am looking forward to seeing CM Punk versus Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. And right now, there are two men, there are two men now that could take the title off of Roman Reigns after nearly three years. CM Punk and Cody Rhodes. Mm -hmm. You now have CM Punk, sorry, Cody Rhodes was undoubtedly the biggest baby face in the WWE leading up to this. Now you got CM Punk. You have two legitimate guys, two names, two people with style, two people with a look, two people with talent. I can go up against Roman Reigns and not just win, but make it look like a credible win. And that's the important part. Because if they had someone, like, I'm sorry, Seth Rollins, I like you, but you would not be the person to take the title off of Roman Reigns. Certainly not Jey Uso. Certainly not, I mean, as much as I love Randy Orton, I think he's a little bit past it to do it right now against Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I mean, Brock Lesnar, we've seen Brock Lesnar fail against Roman Reigns so many times now that they, they've booked that out. They've completely written that idea out. Mm-hmm. So what, that's what it means. is it, it means pay-per-view buys, or I guess 
premium live event watches. I don't even know how that works anymore. Um, and it means more eyes on the product. Mm -hmm. Because here's the thing. Despite CM Punk being on AEW, how many people know what AEW... How many people who aren't wrestling fans, like faithful wrestling fans, know what AEW is? Yeah. It hurts their business. And if my thing is, again, I don't want them to fail. I want them to thrive. I want them to succeed. Because mm -hmm. my problem is, is if they fail, no one else is going to look at wrestling as a viable product to promote on a national basis, except for WWE again. Yep. And that takes away competition. Yeah, and once you get a monopoly on something, it's like, <laughs> that they control everything and they get the only say. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's how it's been for a long time now. Even, like, Impact Wrestling, TNA Wrestling, as it was formerly known, and will be known again next year for some reason anyway. They were, um, they were for a short period of time competition to WWE, but due to mismanagement, due to some chicanery from some older wrestlers, it wasn't allowed to thrive the way it did. So... I guess at the end, at the end of, I guess my point here is, WWE has that monopoly, and they're going to continue having that monopoly. It's also WWE. You got to give them like credit, props, whatever, for keeping that under wraps. Oh God! Like, yeah. To have so you look at like now, like with Doctor Who, they normally keep their actors. They used to keep their actors under wraps really well, and now it's like, oh yeah, you know exactly who's going to be Doctor Who. You know for so long beforehand like it would be so easy to let that slip and mm -hmm. that that was going to happen but they kept it under wraps and just from a storytelling even like spoiler kind of way like that is incredible yeah that they were able to do that with cm punk who apparently like i guess everybody everybody would have known who he was if he walked inside for the past decade probably longer it has been so with with the age of the internet. It has been so hard to keep secret debuts and yep. all sorts of stuff like that under wraps. Mm -hmm. Like the amount the amount of uh, surprise entrance or surprise this that and the next thing that been spoiled because some jerk posted a picture on the internet or some actor can't keep his mouth shut on talk shows. Uh, yeah, like it's <laughs> how you doing, Tom Holland? Calling you out, buddy. Uh <laughs> But no, that's just that's impressive in in my opinion. Like, yeah, it is. It I'm is. still very new to the wrestling world. Um, I only watch it when Nick has it on. But like, it's still that that's impressive to be able to be like, yeah, no, you don't get to see this pocket. Like, this is ours. And then, pa, like that. That's awesome. You would a hundred percent watch Rhea Ripley recite the phone book. And yeah, I'm calling you out on that. We won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, CM Punk's back, and uh, I think that's all we have time for. Is that all we have time for? Are we getting back to the awkward thing where we don't know what to do because John's not here? Uh, maybe. <laughs> we could probably wrap it up. That seems... I mean, I did say we were having a shorter episode. Uh, basically, this was Nick getting to talk about wrestling and making him happy. I'm so happy. I'm happy so, you got to talk about it. I'm, I'm happy CM Punk's back in WWE. If you guys have any thoughts about CM Punk or Rhea Ripley or any of the 
matches that are coming up for wrestling or just want to comment, hey, I have no interest in wrestling, let us know. You can contact us on our social medias at... Uh, you can find us on TikTok, Threads, and uh, Instagram at the area 51H. Uh, if you have thoughts about Rhea Ripley, give some serious thought about it because you might not want to share it with us. You can find us on Facebook by searching for Area 51 and a half. Same thing with YouTube. And of course, Patreon, where you get exclusive stuff and neat, and neat stuff. So if everybody can stay healthy, stay happy, enjoy your big holiday seasons as they're coming up. And please do not do flips as you see in wrestling, please. Do not try this at home. Exactly. Anyway, that's uh, Pyre Lily and... Spider-Man 501. Signing off for Area 51 and a half. <laughs> <laughs>